Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Mark McDougall and today I'm joined by Ewan McLean. This week we look back at a good win for Rangers over Motherwell, have a look at Scott Arfield and the new formation, discuss the Ferrari around Joe Worrell's Celtic comments and ask does Lee Wallace deserve a send-off? So you start with Sunday's win over Motherwell. It was a pretty easy one in the end. There, was, there wasn't really much in the game. It was nothing really much happened apart yeah. from the goals. It was, it was a bit flat and... But is that just the way Rangers are just now after I mean, the season's effectively over? No yeah, pressure I, on them. I think it says a lot about a, a game when, when the stuff that's happening in the stands is tends to overshadow everything else that's going on. Um, you know, Which, for a start, again, must be condemned. I don't know what has changed in Scottish football in the last year, um, but this season has been unbelievable for, for players being put at risk. Once again, James Tavernier targeted... Um, read into the, the motivations behind, behind him being targeted as you will um, but once again this has to stop um, but let's look at the football, let's not focus on, on these idiots this minority that keep causing trouble um, it was a very good win for Rangers, very straightforward Mother will, will be furious at the lack of, of tests that they gave Rangers but Stephen Gerrard can only look at his own team and they, they, to their credit, they've picked up after the, the disappointment of the, the old fun game at Celtic Park. Um, and I think that there are a lot of positives to take, even from the, the frustration of Alfredo Morelos getting sent off again in that old fun game. It has forced Steven Gerrard to make changes that might actually point towards a brighter for future future for Rangers next year in terms of the, the formation change that they've made. Yeah, he's had to make the change. He's put Scott Arfield closer to Jermaine Defoe. It's, it's played to Defoe's strengths quite a lot. I mean, he needs people in and around him, and Defoe's been really good for the last couple of games. So is that going to cause a problem when Morelos is back from his bat? And everyone knows he's Gerrard's number one, or his best striker, really. Yeah, yeah. But well, is, is he going to get back in the team? Yeah, well, it, it's it's options. Again, That that's a good element of it. That We, we all know what Morelos can do. 29 goals so far. He's been voted... Player of the Year at the Rangers Club Awards, um, more of which we'll, we'll discuss later on. Um, but I think it, it's important that, particularly with Morelos's hair trigger temper, or the fact that Morelos may even be sold in the summer, it's important for Gerard to have the, this plan B in his head as, as to what direction he might get the team going in. And the, this Christmas tree-esque formation that, that they played against Motherwell appears to be paying off. Um, there's no doubt in the, the quality that Jermaine Defoe has um, and perhaps the systems that have been played in the past haven't really played to his strengths but this one really seems to, to be working well that the other players can feed off him. Um, Scott Arfield, as you mentioned, he's four goals in two games now um, and, and I think it, it's clearly a system that, that perhaps suits him and, and again, going forward, you might see even better to come from Scott Arfield if he's in a role, a more advanced role 
where he has that eye for goal, we might start to, to see him really pick up even further. It seems to be getting the best out of Stephen Davis as well. He's not been great since he came out in January, but the last couple of games he's been more energetic, he's getting on the ball more, and that's that's two ninety minutes in a row now, I think, and it's finally starting to look up for him as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look back to January when the, the signings were made, Defoe came in, um, and there was a huge excitement. They'd just beaten Celtic at Ibrox, and there was a talk that now Rangers are actually favourites to go on and win this title, but it never really caught on the, the the big names that had come in, Davis and Defoe, they, they took a bit of time to bed in Davis in particular. But I think for Rangers, let's be realistic, you're looking at planning for next season. And I think it will be next season before you can see the likes of Davis coming in and really hitting the ground running. Um, Defoe ha- has spoken of a desire to stay. So for, at this stage... Rangers really have little else but to start trying to hit the ground running next year to be ready for a challenge to stop Celtic from getting nine in a row. And moving on to Joe Worrell, we've seen his uh, video after the Player of the Year was on Sunday. There's a bit of calls for him to get in trouble and all the rest of it, but is it really that big a deal? I mean, surely fans are looking at it thinking, well, he's not been great, but he's clearly bought into what Rangers are about. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, well, I mean, don't mean Rangers about hating Celtic, but you have to have a healthy dislike for your rivals in football, surely. Listen, it would take people, only people in bulletproof glass houses can afford to throw stones. Everyone who has taken a drink will probably have their own story of moments that they said or done things that they shouldn't have done and they wake up the next morning and hold their head in their hands. I would like to think that Joe Worrell had one such moment when he saw that footage. It doesn't become, It's unbecoming of a, a Rangers player or a Celtic player or any other footballer who needs to know that they're a, a figurehead for thousands of people watching their conduct. And it, it, he basically... Needs to needs to know that he's made a mistake. It's not something that should be encouraged or or admired among supporters. Footballers are professional; and they have to behave professionally on the pitch and off it as well. Um, but I, I'm sure he will know very much that he's made a mistake. But he will escape any form of SFA retrospective action um, because we've seen previous cases, Shea Logan, for example, saying something very similar about Rangers was not cited by the compliance officer. So he's, he's not going to get done for it, but he'll know he's made a mistake. And I would imagine privately Stephen Gerrard would have had a very, very stern word in his ear about it. And as well as Gerrard, he's also got to go back to Nottingham Forest in the summer who have Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane at the club. So Yeah, yeah, good good luck with that one, <laughs> I'd imagine. Might not be the best reaction when he goes back down yeah, there. But, but listen, he's a silly boy. We've all been silly boys at some stage in our lives, so I, I wouldn't be inclined to talk too deeply into it. It wasn't racist abuse. It wasn't... Um, it wasn't egregiously foul language. It was just a stupid mistake said in, in the heat of the moment after a few too many shandies, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next season as well with Worrell. He was also dropped to the bench on Sunday to bring in Nicola Katic, who looked like he was going to be number one at the start of the season for Gerrard in defence. But is that important now for the rest of the season to, to build that partnership between Conor Goldson and Nicola Katic, bring in other youth players and kind of leave Joe Worrell and the likes of Lissana Koulibaly who are not going to be there next season just out of the team and 
bring in their own players. Yeah, their I, own players. I, I think it touches again on this whole need to to just set the sights on hitting the ground running come August next year. Um, the their last realistically their last chance of of challenging Celtic or giving them a, a concern was lost at Celtic Park. Um, so now it is about. But obviously we've seen helicopter Sunday in the past, but it's it's unlikely to happen. So now it should be about planning for the future. And the guys who are not in that future, Joe Worrell being among them, I would expect them to start to take a back seat more now as, as we go into the running. Yeah. Uh, looking at the team though from Sunday, you I mean you've got Katic in there, he's been in and out of the team. John Flanagan's another one who's been in and out of the team. Are they really good enough for next season? If they weren't, if Gerard didn't think they were good enough this season, then and he was playing players like Joe Worrell ahead of him, who's in on loan, who's not going to be his own player. So, are they really good enough then to push yeah, Rangers well, on? To the well, again, is this a time where they get their opportunity to prove that? And Stephen Gerrard does give them a run over in the next few games. And if if he feels that they're not good enough, then the summer transfer window will address that. But to play. Joe Worrell, who's definitely not going to be there next year ahead of them, and not give these guys their chance to shine, um, is, is I, I would have thought is a counterproductive measure. You bought these guys, you've got them, use them and see if they're good enough. If they're not up to it, that's what summer transfer windows for. So on on Morales, we were talking about the Player of the Year awards earlier. Mm, yeah, uh, he won Player of the Year, Players Player of the Year, top goal scorer, obviously. Was there really going to be any other option for Rangers this year? Is, is that was that always well, going to be? Well, allow me to be controversial, but I would not have voted Alfredo Morelos Player of the Year this year. Um, I appear to be in a minority of probably about one, but his discipline issues have have been too much this year. Um, his contribution on the park when he's on the park is phenomenal. Twenty nine goals. He'll undoubtedly add to that and break the 30 mark before the end of the season, I'm sure. Um, but as much as he's earned a colossal number of points for Rangers, his indiscipline at times has cost Rangers dearly. That game at Parkhead was Rangers' last realistic chance to, to keep alive that title race, and he threw it away with his indiscipline. He cost Rangers three points that day. He cost Rangers the title that day. And it's not as if he hasn't had warnings. And yet again, he's he's ignored the words of his manager, the warnings of the coaching staff, everyone who's tried to support him, the players around him. And in one moment of, of madness, he's, he's just thrown that back in their faces. To me, that is not a team player and that is not player of the year material for me. Again... Most will probably disagree. I imagine many people listening to this will disagree. But I would, if, if I was picking a Rangers player of the year, I would be steering more towards Alan McGregor because he has certainly saved Rangers points on numerous occasions with his, his outstanding individual brilliance in between the sticks. Um, he has been a, a calming influence at the back of that uh, defence as well and an inspirational influence. Now I remember at the start of the year our daily record columnist Barry Ferguson predicted that Alan McGregor would be the summer signing of the season and I would go along with that 
from yeah. Rangers' perspective, I think he's been absolutely phenomenal from start to so far in this this season. Yeah, he's been, he's been absolutely brilliant. But the other talking point from the Player of the Year awards the other night was the fact that Ryan Jack won goal of the season uh, for his goal against Celtic. I mean, obviously it was it was a big goal at the time. Everybody knows that, but should it really have been voted goal of the season? You had, you had plenty of other really good goals scored by Rangers, but is it a bit? A, f- a few Rangers fans feel it's a bit focusing on Celtic too much to have that. Yeah, well, goal of the season I rather than focusing on what was actually the best goal. Yeah, well, I, d- I can see that, um, but it's, these, these votes are always kind of more emotional than than objective, aren't they? And oh, God knows, there's, there's plenty of times you've watched the X Factor and you can't believe somebody's <laughs> been voted off and somebody's stayed on. But it's ugh, it's it's subjective, and and these awards they're they're nice to get, but every Rangers fan will agree that the the real awards that they want to see their players lifting is on the pitch at Hamden or on the pitch at Ibrox when they're picking up that league title. Right, we'll move on to Lee Wallace now. It's been, sure. I mean, Scott McDermott wrote a column on Sunday in Sunday Mail saying he deserves a huge send-off for the way he's been treated. has been terrible, but will he get that send-off? When you look at the last few games of the season, the last game at Ibrox for Rangers is against Celtic. So it's highly unlikely he's going to get a send-off that day because even if, even if he's not on the team or he's on the bench and Rangers lose that game, then... The fans aren't going to want to stick around to clap somebody off, even though he's been a great servant and all the rest of it. So is that going to come about, that he's, he's going to get a send-off? Well, I, I couldn't agree more with Scott's column. I, th- I think he's absolutely right. It, it would be wrong for Lee Wallace just to be quietly ushered out of the Marble Hall without any any gesture of thanks or goodwill. This is a guy who served the club with distinction as captain through the darkest period of the club's history, the guy who was an inspirational part of the journey back to the top, and also a guy who refused to leave the club in the lurch when many others went, when they did drop down to the third division, sacrificing his international career at the same time. I mean, how could Rangers supporters and the club itself not have respect and and feel that the guy is owed a debt of thanks so I think some form of gesture is appropriate. As you say, maybe not that day, because it, the atmosphere there isn't really conducive to, to pleasant farewells. However, right, Rangers must do something. And, um, you know, it's it's eight years he's been at the club. If anything, he's closer to, to deserving a testimonial than, yeah. than, than to be quietly ushered out. So maybe a benefit game next year. Maybe... To, to get him on the pitch the first home game of next season to say his farewells then but my god he, he deserves some form of ovation because he he has been a superb servant for Rangers Is that another thing from the Player of the Year awards the other night I mean Al McGregor got the John Gregg Achievement Award is that something that maybe Lee Wall should have been honoured there as well I mean he's been there for so long he's, he's done so much for a lot of the players at the club mm-hmm. even here the younger guys coming through like Ross McCrory whenever they're asked about influences it's always Lee Wallace to speak about Mm-hmm. So, should he have been maybe recognised there as well? Well, there's a case for it, but again, it can still be done. You know, he's not left yet. Perhaps it, it, this will be a retrospective thing that, that they'll look back and and realise what they had and and what a good player he was. And by all accounts, has conducted himself with distinction and with dignity throughout the the past couple of years so when he hasn't really been featuring the team so I I definitely think he, he deserves a recognition and 
not just from those within the club, but he deserves that big ovation from a full house at Ibrox at some point. Should he have played more this season as well? He's been fit since, well, early on in the season. He's played a couple of games here and there, but nothing... Yeah, I mean, like, listen, that's the manager's decision. He sees these guys every day in training. Um, and we was having not played for so long, could well have lost that, that pace that used to be, let's remember, it used to be his driving force. How, how many times did we see we was bombing down that left flank and overlap? Um, a real tower of strength. But when when you haven't been playing very much, you perhaps lose that edge. So maybe, maybe Stephen Gerrard just looked up and thought, well, he's, he's had his time. Um, but that time deserves celebration. That time deserves the respect that it's due. He also he turned in. Well, he would have turned in the chance to maybe go down to England when he decided to stay in at Ibrox. He's only thirty-one now. Is there still a chance for him to go reinvent himself down south, or maybe back at Hearts? Back I, at something I like would that? not be surprised. Um, I would not be surprised. No, he's to feed as a gets a good summer, good pre-season under his belt. I would not be surprised to see him going down that left flank again for a, another Premier League club or a Championship club. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm sure he's still got a lot of football in him. Right, well, that's all from us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with more news and analysis from all things Rangers. If you want to get in touch with us to continue the debate, you can by tweeting us at Record Sport. Don't, for, don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us there too. Thanks for listening.